Welcome back, everyone. It is Tiff O. Hey, ho. It's pretty Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Okay. Hey, and we are back, y'all, for Queen Sugar season six finale, episode 10, titled And You Would Be One of Them. And I have a surprise for you, Ricky. Ooh, okay. I know. So you know how we've been like, what are these titles about? What do these titles mean? So I finally did some research and learned really quickly that Ava routinely pulls her titles from poems. So I researched a little further and girl, I found the poem. These titles came from a poem. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the poem is really short, but it goes like this. Um, see the flowers. I believe that's what it's called. But it goes, see the flowers so faithful to earth. We know their fate because we share it. Were they to grieve for their wilting, that grief would be ours too. Feel, excuse me. There's a lightness in things, only we move forever burdened, pressing ourselves into everything, obsessed by weight. How strange and devouring our ways must seem to those for whom life is enough. Now, this is where it gets um, uh, uh, relevant. If you could enter their dreaming and dream with them deeply, you would come back different to a different day moving so easily from that common death, or maybe just stay there. They would bloom and welcome you, all those brothers and sisters tossing in the meadows, and you would be one of them. <laughs> she did it, girl. <laughs> she did it. Remember, I was like, girl, it's deep. I'm trying to understand it. She went to a whole different level of deep. She said, yes. let me go ahead and shoot you this poetry, and let me make it into a whole season. A caption, yes. you know, season episode. So great research, a great spoiler alert in the very beginning. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's, that's really dope. That's cool. <clears throat> so this episode for me was about closure and new beginnings. And I absolutely loved it. I was like, brava, brava, hand clap, standing ovation. Like this is Queen Sugar. So with no further ado, let's go. It opens with Aunt Vi in Hollywood, and Hollywood has what I thought was a fishing rod and a cooler. So I'm thinking he was going to meet with Gabe and tell Gabe, like, this is going to be the last time we can hang out because your mama crazy. But that's not what was happening. What did you think was happening? Do you have any opening thoughts when he was walking out and she was like, do what you got to do and all that stuff? I was just confused. So I didn't think fishing because when she said do what you got to do, I didn't see how you got fishing, but I remember not thinking I didn't know what it was but when she said do what you gotta do because I'm watching figuring out where is he going I got your lunch I got your snacks I got this and I'm like okay and do what you gotta do it was almost like roll up on them if you want to like handle business so I just didn't know what business he was about to handle um so I was like okay what's going down and my husband he he got it right away he was like, oh yeah he's about to go try to find Theo I was like uh, man I didn't even get all of that I just knew <laughs> that something was about to go down and he had some snacks with him. <laughs> so I was. So was it a fishing rod, or did I make that up? What was he holding in his hand? I, I just they were just moving fast, and he was. I knew he was preparing for something, so I don't know what he was holding, girl. So it may have been a fishing rod. I don't oh. know. <laughs> well, I was way off. So, like you said, we quickly learned that he is on the hunt for Theo. And what did you think about him being on the hunt for Theo, girl? <laughs> like Hollywood is giving us so much she's giving us this very compassionate be there for you soul as well as ride or die you know uh let me put you in the corner and tell you about yourself and I'm still here for you and I love you 
to straight gangster, like I'm about to meet you outside after lunch, you know, after recess or something. Like, so I was yeah. really surprised by this. And as again, I didn't initially, it didn't, I didn't initially know what he was doing. But as I'm like, oh, maybe he is gonna meet Theo. I was like, oh, I'm surprised that Unbi is just so okay, you know, handle it, do what you have to do. So that's yeah. the part that surprised me as well. Also because Hollywood is very much about making decisions that you know ultimately are, are good for the household good for the family and i was like would he think this would be a decision like is he gonna get himself caught up in something and kind of going back to you know rap angel you know you got to think it's more than just you you know you got to think about what you know i don't know could be a jeopardy and so i was a little bit surprised by just unviving and go ahead do what you have to do and hollywood like i'm i'm about to I'm about to go meet Theo. Like, I'm ready for whatever approach. So those are some of my thoughts. Yes. I was like, just seeing Hollywood on the trek for Theo, I was also surprised. But I'm like, I guess we surprised by ourselves. Because like you said, on by, I already know how gangsta her husband can be. And he was like playing pool. And I was like, still lost. I was like, what is happening? Why is he just playing pool with these random people and acting like he don't know how to play? Like, I'm not sure how he plays, but it just seemed like he was getting swindled. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. But then we learned quickly, he was the one swindling. And when he got like real crunk with that guy, I was like, wait, how do we like that? Okay. And so, yeah, I was just like, I didn't know Hollywood had this side to him. But, you know, I'm glad everything worked out for him. I don't want to spoil the Theo situation just yet, but I'm just glad that everything worked out for him. And yeah, it was just a different side to Hollywood that I was not familiar with. I wasn't familiar with either. And that um, I would be so like, okay, yeah, I'm okay with you doing this because my man about to go out and perhaps put in, these are dangerous people. Like, you just don't know. Like, put himself in harm's way. So I was also a little surprised that she was so willing to let him do it. He got to do like this. He straight win. What's that movie where that uh, man's child get kidnapped and then he, oh, Taken. <laughs> he goes on a prowl to get his daughter back. No, it's not called Taken. Is it called Taken? I think it is called Taken. Anywho, that's kind of the feel I was getting. What movie you're talking about? The one where his daughter goes off to Paris or something with her friends, but while he, she's out there, she gets immediately taken. And so her dad, who used to be like a former FBI or somebody, he goes on a trek across the world to get his daughter back. Right. No, I know what movie. I can't. Is it called Taken? I think it's called Taken. It sounds right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. He was was like the main Harrison Taken man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we see Blue, your boy Blue and Aunt Vi, and they're preparing for the baby's arrival. And I'm going to digress just really quickly. And I think you'll like this as well, girl. I've been doing some stuff for you. I've been getting some pew, 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 spoilers for you. So remember when I was like, I wonder why Blue was not in this season? Like what was going on? Yeah. So there's actually a real reason why he wasn't in this season. He left to go shoot his new role on season two of Disney's Secrets of Sulphur Springs. So if you want to see Blue in a different role, there you go, girl. So he was off working. Girl, you better get the checks, okay? (laughs) Get the checks. Keep the people entertained. Thanks, yes. Tiff. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the scene. Uh, Blue is about to kill them with all that disinfectant spray he is using. Because like when he was spraying it, I was like, y'all don't smell that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh-uh, you about to kill us. Let's open the window. And then they have their nice little exchange. They're like, I miss you. 
at the same time. And then he talks about how his baby sister, how he's ready to become a big brother to his baby sister and how his baby sister is inspiring and she makes people want to be their better selves. And I completely agree with this sentiment. Do you have any thoughts about this scene before we move on? It was just nice to see them. You know, they have this deep love for each other and just, I don't know, seeing Vi, because you um, just kind of get very childlike. Usually we've been seeing this season in Hollywood, you know, with Gabe and seeing some of that inner child come out of him or little giddiness and just to see that happen with Vi and her when her main man, her main man, Blue, it was, it was really cute to see. It was, it was. It was, a, again, dare I say, genuine moment. And again, in my sleuthing, I learned that that moment was pretty genuine for On By and Blue because they hadn't really seen each other for real into that scene. So she was really excited to have a moment with Blue. And it was such a small moment, but it was so impactful mm-hmm. and so sincere. Like they missed each other. And, and dare I say, if On By had said it, or I'm stretching her words a little bit, that they literally missed each other in real life <laughs> because he had been gone. So it was a good little moment for them off screen and on screen. Art imitating life. Yes. So after that, we go to the siblings and they are talking about how they're going to save their land and Nova brings them up to speed on the fact that the remains found on the land may have belonged to people who were buried during the, or killed and buried there during the 1887 massacre. And so she's like, the land may be a historical landmark, which means it will be unusable to the Landry's. And then Ralph Angel is working on the Black Farmers Co-op. They only have like that one person who's holding out who can bring in the rest of the people. And so if they can get the Black Farmers Co-op and can establish their land as a historical landmark, then they can go up against the Landry's for you know their bid for the mall and other land in St. Joe. And so they're gonna be coming at the Landry's from all sides. And I love this. I was like, okay, y'all show better rise up. We rise up. <laughs> so shortly later, we learned that, um, I'm going to cut over to him real quick, that fine neighbor friend Dominic has gone all the way to Baton Rouge and has been working hard, girl, trying to help Nova get their land designated as a landmark, and he does. He comes through, okay, and Nova is grateful. So what was your take on fine neighbor friend? Like, he's like, I'm about to get this land for this girl. Like, ain't nobody going to stop me, okay? Yes. I think if we had any doubts, please let us continue to be right. You know, you know twist. Like you said, Ava may not, it wouldn't be, I think, a dramatic twist too much. But uh, not with this character. But Dominic, I I, I just always said that Nova needs a friend. So to have a friend, which apparently is going to blossom into more, and just to have someone that just has her back and she can feel protected in that way because... I feel like it means so much to Nova because with Mr. Calvin, she realizes like this person that she knew and fell in love with, like she didn't know the history, you know, she didn't know like a kid that, that 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 was something that really just touched on his character, right? And so all this time you're thinking you know somebody and you don't realize until late, much later on, years later, such a big drop like that, like bam, let me just tell you what I did. I mean, I can imagine like going forward, it would be hard just to trust or just to feel like, man, can I believe anything? So just to see Dominic, just even from being with her, like being, um, getting on the ground, I told you he was ride or die when he was like, okay, these bullets right here, they could be flying, the cops are here, whatever. Like he was on the ground with her, yeah. encouraging her through that. He was there to greet her when she got out of jail or, you know, at the police station. Yeah. And he's coming through here. So I can't say that I'm surprised. I'm just more so, 
don't know, just elated for her that she is able to experience this and it feels really genuine. And he's also nice to look at each um, episode. So <laughs> I like it. I, um, I was really happy about this. I was, and I'm glad you gave us a brief history recap of all the times he's been down like four flat tires for Nova because he has been going above and beyond because when he went to Baton Rouge, I was like, that's a bit much, like in a good way. Like, man, you went all the way to Baton Rouge, but you're right. He's been like in a line of fire with her sitting outside her jail cell. Like, he's like, mm-mm. It tip, he missed deadlines. He was not about him yes. missing work deadlines. He could have lost the check. Yes, okay. yes. Now, why? Well, I guess we do find out why he went all out for Nova, but I'm just like, man, but I love fine able friend Dominic, and we're not going to get to them right now because I want to wrap up with the, okay. um, the land. I was getting excited. I was like, go all the way. Okay, I'm going to go down. So, Ralph Angel is able to convince the old man farmer to okay. join the co op, and so now they have power and the leverage that they needed to go up against the Landry's. And so at the end of the episode, I'm buying Charlie go to meet Sam Landry, but instead he sends Parker Campbell to do his bidding, okay? Um, so either which way, the Borderlands have won. They show Parker that their land is a landmark and therefore unusable, but Parker is like, so what? <laughs> we still taking it. Until Charlie is like, mm, well, we do have a Black farmer co-op, and that means we're going to go against you with that mall bid that y'all, you know, that bid y'all trying to get for the do for that mall, and we're going to bleed you dry because we're just that powerful. And Parker's like, oh, yeah? Well, your brother's going to go to prison. And then Hollywood comes in, and he's like, mm, not so fast. Look at here, Theo. He's all beat up and broken. <laughs> <laughs> and so Theo is like you know I know everything about y'all everything y'all do and I'm not about to keep covering for y'all I'll tell it I'll scream it to the rooftop so Parker finally relents on the land so uh, my understanding is that Ralph Angel gets to keep the land stay on the land live there um and they are the black former co-op is not going to go after the mall and Ralph Angel remains free so are we satisfied with this resolution or was it too Hollywood? Like, ah, that ain't gonna really happen. That's what I mean by Hollywood. <laughs> um, I'm satisfied that I'm satisfied that we received closure and in, in a good way. Like, you know, even though she I don't know, she may still start to go to um unbuy, you know, just to get that support, but to know everything that he fought for and Ralph the Angel said, and, you know, put this over and so I was okay with this. I feel like all, this episode did give us so many feel-good moments. One may think that this is too Hollywood, but I don't mind. I really don't mind it at all. Yes, it was a very feel-good moment, and I am as well satisfied with the um, resolution of this. And I'm just like, man, they're finally free from the Landry. So I'm like, about time. It took y'all a long time, but to me, this told me or felt to me that that means they were free from all the Landry control. Landry just been trying to take their property for all this time. And now it's like, it's finally over. Like, leave it alone. You go somewhere else. So I was satisfied because that went on long enough. Some people, you know, know mm-hmm. how to end a storyline. And I'm just really <laughs> excited. <laughs> the only thing I wonder is like next season, though, like I feel like it's still going to be something. What oh, I don't yeah. know, because it is called Queen Sugar. So it's still about you know, the form and everything, and, you know, the Landry's are a big part in it, so we'll see if it just becomes more characters in their lives, or yeah. if it really, we have something else going on with the Landry's, but I was like, you, we're both satisfied that it ended very well, yes. it ended in their favor, the borderline's favor. Yes, <laughs> 
So Charlie throughout this episode keeps talking about how she's tired, but we don't understand exactly what, or at least I didn't understand exactly what she meant until the end. But before I get to Charlie in the end, let's cut back over to Nova and find a friend. Okay. <laughs> so now you can get excited. So <laughs> Nova and fine neighbor friend Dominic are leaving dinner. And did you see him holding her hand as she walked down those steps? I'm like, I, I love fine neighbor friend. And so fine neighbor friend finally makes his move. And he first acknowledges that he was the one who put the brakes on him, but now he is ready to accelerate. But surprising to me, at least, mm-hmm. Nova is like, not so fast. You know, I am me. I am who I intend to be. I'm making up these words, but this is how I receive it. I am who I intend to be. I'm not being less than me for no one else or apologizing for being me ever again. And so this, uh, what was it? Uh, not monologue, but her little speech kind of made me think of her and Calvin and how, remember last season, I kept saying this goes against who she is, how she kept compromising who she was for him because she was just so in, enamored with him or whatever. So that's kind of what I thought about when she was going through like, this is who I am. You need to take it or leave it. Like I'm not getting with somebody else that's gonna you know, not accept me for who I am. Did you mm-hmm. have any thoughts when she was going through her whole take me as I am speech? I like how you linked that part to Calvin. Um, it was just trust part for me and just, uh, or him standing up and showing up in that way. And I guess in this particular scene, um, just the communication. I just think that, you know, so many times you get to like person and then, you know, I like you, do you like me? And you got all these little games, you know, and he was, he's just been upfront, you know? And so I appreciated that about him. That he stated where he felt. And um, even that huge compliment he gave her, like she said, at teeth, he was like, how, you know, I love St. Joe. I love, you know, you are St. Joe or whatever he said. I don't remember verbatim, but just to see her being touched. And again, she feels this is genuine. I'm not just trying to take you back to the bedroom. Like, I really yeah. like you, Nova. I like, I like you, though. I'm glad that you're not changing because you are who I like. <laughs> so, yes. It was validation of anything. Yes, and this is when I texted you that I was about to fall off my bed, girl, because oh, I just... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, what part that was on? Okay, okay. Uh, because it was just so beautiful how he's like, you know, that's all cool. Like, God created all things, and when he created you, he made no mistakes or something to that effect. But I'm like, you show better talk. Mm-hmm. I just loved everything about that moment. Like you said, the transparency, the communication of it all. Like, hey, I want you, and you deserve to have someone who will treat you right and I'm willing to treat you right I'm not I mean I don't know he's not gonna say that he ain't gonna never hurt her because of course people get hurt but it's like I want to be your boyfriend and I want to love you and I want to love you right and I think I can do that and do you accept and Nova's saying you know I can't accept it but if you can't accept me as I am then you can just get out on and by and he's like no 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 I accept you as you are that's why I'm asking you know trying to pursue you and they had that meeting of the minds and they sealed it with the kids and I'm just like this was so good like I don't know Ricky, you might know this story, but when me and my husband first started, well, before we became boyfriend and girlfriend, I told him, like, I need to know specifically, like, we're in a relationship, not know, I think we're together, I don't know we're together, so I, he literally sent me, it was a text, not a note, I told him he needed to do a little notepad, but he didn't, he did a text, will you be my girlfriend, yes or no, and I said yes, so we were no longer in gray area, <laughs> and we were exclusive, and so Though uh, fine neighbor friend didn't say, "Will you be my girlfriend?" Yes, I know it was close enough. Mm-hmm. They know where they're going from here, so I liked it. Yeah, you're right. There was it was no need for 
confusion. Like I am feeling this way. I held back. I felt this way, but I'm I don't want to do that anymore. And I want to just acknowledge the growth. Like this season, all about so much growth and different yeah. characters. But the Nova growth, because I feel like it was a part where she was just saying how like in her past, and that she mistaken. I think it was like passion for love, or she, you know, basically moved too fast um, in this area, and so she wanted to kind of also slow her herself down. And in addition to like making sure he knew that I'm not changing who Nova is, I'm like that's that is growth. Like okay, because Nova is quick to be like, oh okay, I like you. Let's just hey, we gonna live once. I feel like that's been a lot of her personality. Um, so just the maturity of both of them, this conversation, and then being open. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where this is gonna go too. I yes. wonder, like, will this be a blissfully together forever situation? Yes. Will we see like him around to really stay um, in the upcoming season or what? Um, I don't know. You have any thoughts on that? Do you, you think? I think they have a future. Get another wedding, another wedding. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. Okay. I think that they have a future. I don't know if she's the type that wants to get married. I'm trying to remember with Calvin. They were started talking about a wedding, but I don't really see Nova as the type that wants to fall into a traditional um, institution, if you will. But um, I definitely see them being together for the long haul, if not forever, in whatever capacity that is. I think that with fine able friend giving her the t- slowing it down at time, it probably was the moment when Nova started reflecting on what do I want? And, you know, let me stop being so impulsive and actually consider this. And again, I think Dominic is a really great guy. I think he's always been stand up, like you said. He's always made his intentions clear and they've been pure for the most part. Like I'm not doing these things so I can sleep with you. I'm doing these things because I really like care about you and who you are and what you stand for. Like he really admires that girl, Nova. So I agree. I love it. I love that Nova can be loved. Like he wants to love her and she needs it. Yeah. So now let's go over to Micah and Isaiah. Oh, I will say one of the things too, because you talked about the siblings getting together and I just like that we see them almost with like equal footing. Did you notice that part? And I was yeah. like, to know, but I was like, you know, Charlie had her voice. Usually, Charlie trying to run everything and this, this, and that, just because that's her personality, not in a bad way, but just feeling like I'm taking this on. But Nova had a role, you know, Ralph Angel had a role, and not necessarily because like this is what Charlie said to do, this is what is your role, but it's like, no, this is what I'm gonna do, or this, this is my strength. So, I just have to highlight again as we talk about growth and these conversations, and even think about healing with the siblings. Okay, she gave us all of that. Very good observation. Very good. You're so right, Ricky, because like you said, Charlie is usually the one like, I'm going to do all this and everybody else is just like trying to figure out where they fit in or if they even fit in. And I think that really meant a lot to Ralph Angel because, you know, he's the younger brother. He's always trying to find his place as a man in the world and in his family. And so for him to have like, this is how I can do my part. And for Nova to be like, this is how I can do my part. And for Charlie to be like, this is how I can do my part. I just, yeah, you're right. You're right. Brava. Brava. Oh, I yeah. love it. But you make a, a really good point, especially with Ralph Angel, because he, I think, if, if anyone needs that reassurance that he's not a mess up in life, if you would, for lack of better words, you know, he just feels like, okay, like I, I can come up with a solution. You know, I kind of in some ways have gotten the family into these situations, but I'm committed to doing my part to get us out. Now that he stopped uh, crying about it every two seconds. Girl, that had me really annoyed. You know? <laughs> uh, 
Thank you, Hollywood. Shake him up and let him know. Yes. <laughs> this could have been avoided. Because you did it. Okay. Yeah, you did it. You did. So I am so sorry. You were on to, I think, Charlie, but I just wanted to mention that before we, we left off with siblings and Nova. Love it. Okay, so Micah and Isaiah. Isaiah visits Micah at his dorm room, and Micah is too happy, girl. You saw how quickly he closed that laptop and set up. <laughs> girl, yeah. So uh, Isaiah is like, you know, thank you for the food and thank you for your apology, but we really need to talk about like, why did we fight in the first place? And so Micah agrees, and then we get to see the scene that they had teased in the trailer, girl. I was like, my time. Very last episode. <laughs> yes, they were like, Mm-mm, we had you on for a long ride, and we did go on that ride. And so um, I'm watching all of this with bated breath, because remember, I'm like, what are they about to do? Are they about to unravel everything I've been saying about same-sex friendships? Like, mm-hmm. what is up? But Ava did not disappoint, Okay. Micah and Isaiah sit down to talk and Micah's like, look, I love you, but I'm, well, it didn't go in this order. But anyway, look, I love you, but I know I'm not gay. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And Isaiah's like, it does not mean anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're just friends. And he says what I've been saying like this whole time, like society has placed these constraints on male relationships to the point that they messed up everything. Like we can't tell each other we love each other unless we're gay. Like, but, but why? Because society says it's gay to, for two men to tell each other. And Isaiah goes on to give examples of things that female, female BFFs can do versus what male BFFs can do or cannot do. And I'm like, thank you, Isaiah. So I had to rewind that a couple of times. I'm like, this is what I've been saying. I've been saying this the whole time. And so um, they end the conversation with Micah and Isaiah trying to change what I, well, in my opinion, trying to change the mode of what male BFFs can be and they tell each other they love each other and it is sweet and beautiful and I loved all of this and yeah what did you think Ricky? I thought a lot about you (laughs) in this whole scene because you truly have been um, the voice behind like you can have a male best friend and y'all should be able to be like bro I love you you know and it doesn't have to mean anything so um, I was grateful for, I guess, I believe, I want to say this disclosure, like, a because I think at one point we were wondering, okay, well, maybe, were we wrong? Like, does Micah have romantic type feelings for Isaiah? What's going on? So, just for him to have a talk, and what I like about Isaiah is he's never been the type of character to beat around a bush, and I can appreciate that kind of person. He was like, uh-uh, okay, I accept it, but let's really talk about, let's talk about some deep things. Let's go deeper, like, yeah. why? So I like that he pressed that, but not even in a condescending way, just in a like, let's, I'm a, like, we're friends, like, let's really go there, like, what was it? And just allow them to have that conversation. And I also like that Isaiah said, look, I've never wanted anything from you, because I think we also, maybe that came up at one point, like, okay, he knows who Micah is, like, why is he, he seems like he's really nice to him, could he want something from him? But it's just, it was genuine on both parts, you know? And, um, yeah, so I'm glad that they had the conversation. I'm glad that we received the closure. And, you know, we know they, they love each other, assuming that they're best friends. And that should be all that it is. And I feel that Isaiah never even mentioned his sexuality or anything. He didn't have to confirm to anybody what anything, right? And so Loved even it. in this moment, we don't have, I guess, confirmation, if you would, on that. Not that we even need that, but I also can appreciate that we don't have to have it, right? And you still get closure on the main thing. I love that we never got confirmation 
on Isaiah's sexuality because you know why? It didn't matter. Well, exactly. the message that they were saying or making here wasn't about, well, he's gay, so we both got to be gay. It was about friendship. It was about male friendship, male friendship. Um, so I want to get the so-called grain, like going against what we think male friendships have. To yes. Be. Yes. And I love that Ava was brave enough to put on screen for the black folks, you know, like point out that society told y'all what y'all can and cannot do. And it messes y'all up. Now y'all don't know if I have friendless feelings for my friend and I want to tell him I love him, that must mean I'm gay. Right. I think, but I'm not, am I like, <laughs> why does it have to go through all that? But girl, I was cracking up at that part when Isaiah was like, so you don't want to sleep with me? And Michael was like, nah, I don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> he knew how to break the ice. I know it's kind of a deep conversation, but let's, you know, crack some yeah, like You all right with me. <laughs> I wonder what's that ad lib because they both like cracked up when it happened and it just seemed I love I said this before I love the actor who plays Micah I believe I feel like he's so genuine and good like he embodies Micah and make Micah seem like a real person and so when that happened and he like cracked up laughing I was like I wonder did they ad lib that part but it was funny nah I don't want to sleep with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I'm not your type? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. We still cool though. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, right. I like how Micah, not Micah, Isaiah gave Micah the space to process his emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <clears throat> I think you've said it before, I think, that Isaiah is very um, in tune with what's going on and maybe... Isaiah is at the point where he understands who he is, whatever he is, is, um, and has come to terms with that and know how to navigate in the world. But before he got to that point, maybe he did have some turmoil like Micah, and maybe he could, you know, sympathize with Micah and give him the space like, okay, well, he messed up, he acknowledged that he messed up, but I know that this is a process for him, and I was allowed to go through my process, so Micah can go through his process, and we can move on. Maybe, maybe, I'm thinking. That's why they were able to get over that hump. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think that's so important, giving people like he gave him his space to, you know, to, to figure it out. And he was open when he was ready to have the conversation. Yep. Okay. So anything else about Isaiah and Micah? Uh nope. I think I'm good. We got our closure. I feel like we got closure. Do you? Yes, girl. That's why okay. I said it's like about closure and new beginning, because they closed okay. that chapter, but we got the new beginning of them re-entering their friendship as BFFs who might say they love each other and rest their head on each other's shoulder, go to the restroom together, who knows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a vivid memory of like, girl, did you bring it up one time how ladies go to the restroom together, like at the club, like, yes. the club, like the, or be out to dinner? Anyways, okay, yes, yes, but nothing else to say about Micah and Isaiah. So let's go really quickly to Prosper and Billy. Um, they've made significant strides in their relationship. Um, Billy tells her dad that she and her partner are not good, that they're just roommates and she's about to cut it off. And Prosper gives her the space to make that decision. And so later Billy updates him that she has cut it off and it wasn't easy and Prosper is there to support her. And I don't have anything else to say about them particularly, um, do you? It was just the, the more the same that I would say is that we're seeing this father father daughter relationship blossom. You know, it starts with her like bringing flyers flowers just because. So just the sweetness that I see that was very different. It felt like it was a little awkwardness in the beginning of the season, and 
uh, it was a strained relationship, right? And so they had their talk and we can just see it continues to develop. So that's all I'm looking at. Did you use references to flowers and bloom? <laughs> like the titles? <laughs> oh, girl, I, I, I did not. I don't, I don't think I, I did. But I'm, I, can, I can say that I did. But remember, she brought him the flower. That's what I'm I know. About. <laughs> but oh. you would like the relationship bloom. And I'm like, ah, is that a nod to the titles? That oh, <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm going to say, girl, yeah, you know, I just worked that out in my head. It was all a part of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, moving on to Ralph, Angel, and Darla, like I know that they ended the episode, but I just, I have to end the episode with Charlie and Davis. So y'all don't have to deal with me. So Ralph, Angel, and Darla. Darla's water break and the doula cannot make it. So they are on their own. And I did not like that. I was like, doula, you better get in the car and talk as you drive. Like, don't just be like, oh, I can't make it. So go ahead. And I'm like, do babies really come that fast? Do they really come that fast? Like, you really can't make it. I know the water broke, but where do you live? Why didn't y'all get a doula that was closer? I'm just like, I have so many questions about this. And I just really did not like that moment that she was like, I can't make it. Y'all don't have to do it, whatever. Um, but they're there for each other and they're going to work it out. And then I was also talking to the screen because Blue was sitting right there with Darla and she's going through it. And I'm like, Blue don't need to be there. Blue needs to leave the room. Like this is trauma, okay? (laughs) Potential trauma waiting to happen. And so Ava did hear my cries and she, of course, had Prosper and Billy come in and Ralph Angel asked Prosper to take Blue and Prosper does. And I'm like, Blue, if you don't get up, like this is not what you want. You don't want to see this or endure this. Like you'll be scarred for life. And so um, toward the end of the scene in the episode in general, Darla and Ralph Angel saunter slowly off to the tub to meet their baby daughter and the hammer pans out to four wooden rocking chairs on a patio and cue my tears. <sighs> so beautiful. So beautiful. That was beautiful. So I feel like we got closure. I think I was believing that we would see the baby and everything would happen on this episode. But at least we know that um, so she's about to have the baby and we know that that she, they were, the plan was still to go with the doula. Remember, we were wondering about that. Yeah. So he was still going to stick with that plan. But why did they not allow the doula to come? Maybe because, I don't know, maybe because they weren't going to actually do the birth. I don't know. But was just, the doula not in route there and just providing them with, with I guess, next steps in case the baby comes before she gets here? Because she was thinking, oh, yeah, you're at this point, whatever that point is, it looks like I don't know if I'll have enough time to get there to do it. But I thought she was on the phone with them and still driving to them. I didn't get that impression because all I heard was, I'm not going to make it in time. You can do it. And I'm like, get in a car, try. Like anything can happen between now and then. And I'm like, you don't have no medical equipment. Like there's nothing there. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed really blood. <laughs> this the Hollywood part for you, Sip. It was like, this just seemed little Hollywood. Like how you going to go to the room? And you, you didn't know a baby was coming to go to the room and, you know, no towels, no, no nothing. You just always did everything on the eye. Yes, I'm just, you know, we're still getting used, as Black people in general, I'll say, getting used to the idea of having home births and doulas. And this would be Darla's first. Um, and so for her not to be freaked out with, well, at least let's get to the hospital. I just, I, I don't know. I can't wrap my mind around that. Like you would literally go walk yourself to the tub and sit there and be like, you know, by yourself, like who's going to cut the umbilical cord? I'm just like, like, mm-hmm. are people going to come? Like, do you call? What did Billy say when she came in? Did she say she was calling somebody? Maybe she said she was calling somebody. I don't know. Girl, I don't know. I feel like they just was quickly there and then Blue and Darla exchanged a little look while she tried to put together for a second to smile at him and they took him on. 
I don't remember a whole lot of conversation happening. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still beautiful. The the ending scene was very beautiful. And like you said, I think it was closure and new beginning. So it's just yeah. a wonder. It's a wonder. Definitely a new beginning. That's, yeah. Yay to the borderline family. I know. So, girl, Charlie and Davis. Okay. So Charlie is talking to Davis on the phone and Davis has surprised her with a backyard picnic and it's so romantic and sweet. And did you see the way she smiled all big from ear to ear when she saw him down there and went running down the stairs? Cute, 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 cute. But she tells him, I know. Hello, me. Okay, that's me. That's what in my head. I loved it. I'm like, they show better show men doing right. Like again, as he told, as Davis told Charlie, like, what did he say to her? Something about she's seen him at his very worst and she still has gotten back with him. And it's like, wow, like, thank you for acknowledging that because you did some really messed up stuff, man. <laughs> you really did. Okay, so she tells him that she's tired of carrying the, the weight of the world on her shoulders, everyone's burdens, and that she is tired of doing what everybody else um, and what everybody else wants. And she just wants to do what she wants to do for a change. And I'm like, please don't say you're going to marry him. Like, that's what I'm thinking initially, right? Like, please don't say you're going to marry him. Please don't say you're going to marry him. But then she's like, so I will marry you. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm actually not mad. So I thought I was going to be mad. But then when it when the scene occurred or the, it happened, I was like, okay, I'm not mad, actually. I'm actually happy for, for that part. But then she said she's going to move back to LA. So what did you think of, well, huh, okay, let me finish my thoughts. So, okay, she said she's going to move back to L.A. And I'm, like, still smiling from ear to ear, but kind of like Micah, like, I'm confused in my feelings. Like, I'm like, I'm happy for y'all, but what does this mean for everything else? Like, you're going to leave St. Joe, so that means you're not going to be the councilwoman for St. Joe anymore. Like, where does this leave everybody? But then, when it goes off, they do their quick flash to what I've been saying this whole season. Next season's going to be the last season. So I said, that makes sense. Okay, (laughs) this makes sense. That she's leaving because next season is the last season. So so she's not needed in St. Joe anymore, pretty much. That's all I gather. Anyway, what were your thoughts about all of their scenes? Oh, so um I guess I shouldn't be shocked by um Davis, how he's just been coming through in a big way. So definitely notice just how just like childlike she was. And I'm like, just like that love that, you know, I think even back then, we see this kind of look with you and Davidson in probably some decades. So um, I'm glad that she was, you know, happy. So I'm, I'm glad that she chose herself as far as believing, like, you know what, you support me, you are here for me, I'll say yes. The thing that I'm on the fence about is, is she just having a tired moment or day or just realizing, like, man, this campaign is a little bit more than I thought. I'm tired. Like, it's a lot. And it does that tiredness actually translate to because this is how I'm feeling um, that I'm, I want this to be over with? Or was it just more of a moment? Like, you know, it's, it's tiring and I'm exhausted and I just need to choose me and I'm going to say yes. And I'm in the moment, so I'm just going to leave and just go with you to our home. So I don't know. Part of that, I just feel like I feel want to understand her rationale behind that because just earlier in the same episode she was lighting up just talking about how she enjoyed being there for um her people and you know talking to different people so of course it's tiring but just that she can what she can do for people and so maybe she continues to do things for people and it looks differently 
But then a couple episodes ago, you know, she's like, I am St. Joe almost, and this is what I'm called to do. So I don't know. I was just really confused and on the fence on whether I was happy that she said yes, but on the fence about how I feel about her getting ready to just up and go to LA in the middle of this journey that it almost seemed to her what she told us that was like predestined. Like this is this is what I am called to do. Yes, I will say that I think, so do you think, wait, first, do you think she's still going to run for Congress? Because she could run from LA. I'm just confused. Like, does this mean she's tired and she's not going to run for Congress anymore? Or, or she just tired, but she's going to run for Congress still? And see that maybe, and I don't know, maybe that was, maybe since we both were like, I don't know, I just assumed with her, like, you know, I'm tired, like the way she delivered her being tired and her wanting to choose herself. I almost thought that she was like, I'm just letting it go. I'm going to, I will move you out and be in our home. Um, but maybe it is like that. Maybe she still will be, be running uh, for Councilman. So um, I think that she's satisfied with choosing herself for once because mm-hmm. everybody is settled now in St. Joe. If you recall, like we said, it's been a lot of growth occurring. And because Ava DuVernay is just so awesome, she probably already knew next season was going to be the last season. She says already drafted. They just have to produce, uh, do production on it. So um, I think they were wrapping up this season so everybody could be on their own ground. So we have Ralph Angel who now has his land. It cannot be touched anymore because it's a historical landmark. He has mm-hmm. his expanding family. He's married. He's settled. So he's good. The Landrys are done messing with him. We have Nova who has her paper. She's a successful newspaper person. <clears throat> news writer. Um, she now has her bow, which matters or doesn't matter. Who cares? I don't know. But she's settled. Um, um, and then we have, um, what's the person? Uh, um, yeah, like the Landry's are just going to leave them alone. So like they're free now, if you, in a sense. They're like free. I don't have to be here to protect them from the Landry's per se, because the Landry's are done. So, and they're growing and, and my, my siblings are growing. They've established themselves. Like you said, they were sitting around the table and they all were pitching in. And I would dare say that Charlie didn't have much that she needed to do because Ralph Angel was putting together the co-op who's going to keep mm-hmm. everybody protected, the farmers and stuff protected. Remember, Charlie was trying to protect the farmers and do for the farmers. But now Ralph Angel has put together the black co-op with his wife, Darla. And so I don't need Charlie anymore. We don't need Charlie in that sense anymore. Um, and then Nova had her thing with the landmark. And then Charlie was like, well, I guess I'll, you know, go talk to the Sam Landry's and stuff. So I feel like her work, her time there is done if she wants it to be. It's done. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I was shocked by her talking about she's going to move back. And I'm still confused, like I said, as to whether she's going to still run for Congress. I can't really see her pulling out of the congressional race. Is it Congress or am I making that up? No, I think you're right. Okay, I can't see her pulling out because she's not a pull out type person, but I do remember when they first approached her about running for Congress, they said she could run out of LA or Louisiana. So it's very well that she might still run for Congress, but she's choosing herself and she's choosing love. And and, and I, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I, I did have a little raised eyebrow, but I think I'm okay overall. <laughs> yeah. Like it'd be interesting to see if she's just. I think probably your raised eyebrow. You can tell me like, now you're all the way wrong. Is because I feel like you don't want her to go back to you know how she gave up so much of herself for yeah. him, and then um, this is like perhaps another act of her like, yeah, you know what, I'm just letting go for love. So um, and I'm relocated. Yeah. I'm the one doing the the steps, and I'm the one 
making a movie. So yeah, I don't know why they can't settle, and and that's probably why I'm uneasy. Because I'm like, we went through all this about how you are not going to go back to that place of being just Davis's wife, if you will. But now you're picking up and moving back to Louisiana, LA. And that's where my confusion goes. Like, that's where I'm kind of uneasy. So I, I don't know. Next season, maybe they have changed their mind and keep her in St. Joe. Um, I, again, I can see that her time there may be done. But I'm like you, like, well, why are you giving up what you want to do to move to LA? But she says it's their home. So maybe that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I guess it would be interesting because, you know, in the first episode, season started, they are in LA. Yeah. <laughs> in the whole <laughs> basketball situation and her walking out, I think that was the very first uh, episode. But yeah. she was like, you know, Charlie with her LA friends and it kind of leaves with Charlie, maybe, you know, going back to LA if that's what is truly what's happening. And she's just such a different Charlie, right? Yeah. And so she'll be a new Charlie in Cali. <laughs> yes, definitely. So the catch-all question, were you satisfied with the season finale, girl? I was. I was because I feel like the things that I wanted closure on, we still kind of don't know the whole Charlie Davis, like how, where that's going to go as forward. We're mostly Charlie in her career, how that's going to look. But I feel like the things that we talked about this season, we got answers to. And you know I like the growth and we're to continue to grow. Nobody went all the way back. Everybody continued to grow. We saw healing. We, um, you know, we, we see blue, and I want to see blue. So we saw blue on this last episode, trying to, you know, just say, make sure they sanitize as well as not choke people out in the process of sanitizing. But um, I thought I was very pleased with it. It was a, a really good, feel good, little Hollywood, but at the end, it made sense. It wasn't just like, where did that come from? So for the most part, things make sense. But you may argue with the fact that the whole doula and let's just go not try to go to the hospital is still raising eyebrows. But I was satisfied overall. Now I'm satisfied where they left us off with the borderline family. Um, okay. Like I said, I am really excited that this, um, I'm really pleased with the season and how it has been about forgiveness and healing and growth and really focusing on relationships and what's important to you relationship-wise or just yourself, um, but it also touched on really heavy issues like police, I don't know if it's brutality, but when they, police trauma, okay, so trauma from yes. police interactions, yes. um, so I think it was a re really great season, I'm glad that they ended like, ended the season like this on a promising mm -hmm. note, because um, all I can see for next season is just happiness I mean of course it's going to have a little bit of drama but it's not going to be the same like we got to fight for our land we got to fight for our freedom so <laughs> um but yeah I think they finally won like in all aspects of their life and I just I'm so happy that I was able to join this show season one episode one and just follow along with these characters because they have really become like real life characters to me and, um, you know, I'm just really grateful for this show. I'm really grateful for This Is Us as well, which is coming back in January. Um, but when it's going away next season, even though I've been saying that, like, oh, this is going to be the second to last season, I'm still going to really miss Queen Sugar. Um, but I appreciate that they understand that it's run its course. <laughs> what else can we do? Like, how much longer are we going to go? It's not that type of, it's not a soap opera. It's a drama, right. but it's not a soap opera. So it's like, okay, let's let's see them settle into their new lives. And I want to say what Ava DuVernay has said about choosing to end or ending. She said, to everything, there is a season. Season, And my producing partner, Paul Garns, and I 
have had seven gorgeous seasons making clean sugar with a remarkable cast and crew alongside our partners at OWN and Warner Brothers uh, Television. To write and produce seven seasons of a modern drama centered on a Black family is a radical act in our industry and a triumph that has far exceeded every hope I held. Now I feel strongly that the story, which began as a sunrise of a suggestion from Oprah, is ready for a sunset as a dream fully realized. Queen Sugar has been one of the true joys of my career and my gratitude is buoyant and boundless. Brava, brava. I just, I just love Avery Dune. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna go after summer 2022 without being able to say I love Avery Dune every two seconds. I just don't know. Brava. That, I mean, that's really the mic drop moment. You heard just ending it, so. I think that was well well said and thank you for reminding me that last season it did not necessarily end with all butterflies and you know all rainbows because we were wondering about Ralph Angel and Bob's relationship uh-huh. so, the place. so no just the way it's ended um this season has ended it was really good and it's time for something to to I guess to close to to end you can do it gracefully and you can just acknowledge the beauty that the seasons have been. So I'm just looking forward to season seven. Yes, I just asked Avery Duvernay, I know you already wrote it, but please give us at least 10 episodes, please. Thank you. (laughs) I like it, yes, please. I did have 10. Well, if that's all, is that all? That's all, yes, great season, Ava. I know, brava, brava, brava. Oh, let me ask you really quickly. Have you caught up with Queens yet? We will return after this quick ad break. Stay with us. So did it come on yesterday though? Because I'm not, I didn't I don't know if it came on yesterday, but did you see the episode that I had texted you about? And I was like, I can't remember what I said, but I said something after that episode. So it was like episode three. I just remember you sending me an emoji with different like tears. Like Yes. (laughs) yes, I do remember that. Mm -hmm. You saw that episode? I did, I did. Girl! Episode three. So I was not prepared. I was not prepared for that. You know, and the thing is, I wish I could say the same. When you sent me the tears, I was like, gosh, darling, this dude, he ain't gonna make it. And I already knew. And so I wish I could say I was not prepared, my friend, but I knew I knew something was gonna happen because nothing had happened that would have warranted no that emoji. So I said, Oh, it's about to happen oh. before the end. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because I was like, okay. If he had to die, I thought it was going to be like later in the season, like maybe a season finale. So for him to die, and we're talking about Eve's husband, Ron Rico, because I love Ron Rico, y'all. So for Ron Rico's character to die, episode three, I was like, wait, what? And you know how I am about spouses losing a spouse. So I was just like, no, when she was talking, I was like, your husband's dead, girl, your husband. So that was like really like sad for me. It wasn't like going to a corner sad because we hadn't been able to really get to know Ron Rico's character like that or their relationship like that. But it was like just how I feel about spouses losing spouses. Like, (laughs) I can't believe you lost your spouse. What are you going to do, girl? What you going to do? Okay, that's all I wanted to say. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah, but I did catch up, and so I have to see what it became on yesterday, so I have to continue to catch up with the answer. <laughs> well, un- <laughs> until next time, which I don't know when next time is going to be, so you got to stay uh, following and liking us so y'all can know when the next time is. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye.